Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas, a father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England, family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? We have yet another listener's choice. This one comes in from a frequent listener of the show, somebody that sends us emails, so thanks for that. We appreciate it. Um, if you have an idea for an episode, don't hesitate to reach out to us. It's info at bobbyandbrian.com, where you can send a note to us individually or on LinkedIn. And we love them. We love the, we love the ideas, people. Um, we've started this process. We have definitely not run out of content. But to speak to you guys and share our years of experience in tech sales is a lot more fun than trying to create a series from scratch and hope that you guys like the content. So reach out, tell us what you need to learn or know. And we, we really like recording these episodes more than others. I would say if you want to come on and do one, uh, request that as well. If you have an idea for a show and it's something that you've built out and it's something you want to, to share with everyone, we'd love to talk to you about it. So again, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to help out there too. Uh, this one, Bobby, is all about uh, customer reference or customer referral calls. Um, it's a big deal in our industry. Um, McKinsey did a study on this. They're a management consulting firm. Uh, we'll, we'll have a link to this in our show notes. They say that between 20 and 50% of the deals done are driven by customer referral calls. It's critical. And we even had, Bobby, why don't you talk about what Cherie mentioned in her, uh, in her interview as well. Yes, yeah, so she's a customer. We did an interview with her a couple months back, and we really just questioned Sharia on what would it take to get your attention, or what would it take nowadays for a tech seller to get in the, in the door. And there was little to none that, that she came up with that would really be that door breaker for you other than uh, a referral from a friend or some trusted resource, right? She mentioned, I think her exact example was if someone called me and told me that I needed to speak with someone, I would probably speak with them. But other than that, you're not going to get to Cherie via cold call, cold email, meeting her at a trade show or anything like that. So um, it's pretty critical, and I have no doubt because I know Cherie really well, that if you did sell her something and it was successful, that she wouldn't mind talking to a future potential prospect customer for you as well because she knows the value of that conversation and, and would like to help, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, she talked about SAP a number of times, right? She obviously forged a great relationship with part of the team there, and it was a long-standing relationship that where she helped uh, SAP in further deals. So, it's it's critically important, and there are even there are even tools that are built to manage customer referral programs out there too. So, it's an entire it's like a CRM system. It's an entire cottage industry. So, if you're looking for that next uh, gig, you might search out some of these because it is a big deal and managing these relationships are a, are a critical aspect of a growing business. Let's talk a little bit about what we're really talking about here, just in case there's anybody on the phone or on the phone, anybody listening to our podcast that doesn't necessarily understand why, they, why or how they would use a, a reference or a referral or what the importance would be. So I'll give an example of today in my world, I got a half a dozen accounts 
most people that I work with are in IT to start. Hopefully I get outside of IT as well. But if I sell a solution that makes a major impact on a customer's Oracle environment or some similar type workload, and I have another customer that doesn't buy my gear, it would be really nice if those two people were connected on LinkedIn, if I could get that customer that just bought from me to send a note to this other prospect about their great experience with our tools and our hardware and our resources. That's what kind of, that's the referral we're talking about. How to engage with a current customer or buyer of your solution that has had some benefit or value from it, talking to another prospect or customer on your behalf or maybe one of your team members' behalf. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode, but how to engage and get those referrals from customer to customer. And, and, and like I say, this could be at any step in your sales cycle. This could be to get in the door for a new prospective customer. This could be if you're in an RFP situation and you're trying to differentiate yourself. This could be if you're at the end of the sales cycle and it's between you and another vendor and they just say, hey, just, you know, your, your new prospective customer just says, just can you give me one person I can talk to that could help tell me why I should go your direction. Um, so these, these again, these are critical uh, things to have. And as, as, as big as Microsoft was and as many years as I spent there, I can think of very few times to where we actually manage that pro- process very well. And I close that tip and trick with, I, I often start very early in the sales process with offering up a customer to customer call or referral. It, it, to me, provides validity or value that I'm not afraid for them to talk to my customers. Yeah. I think some of the people that I compete with who are new in market or new with a the technology, they can't, they can't even produce one customer call. If I produce two or three people that are willing to speak to my customer about my technology or my solution, that, that in and amongst itself, whether they ever talk or not, is probably a validator that uh, we're in a good spot in the in the sales process. I like so, that. Just a tip. Yeah, I like that a lot. So let's talk about how not to ask. And I'll, I'll raise my hand here and say that I, uh, I was and am guilty of this. So I'm going to give you an example of a way not to ask it. And we'll talk about, after that, a, a good way to ask about it. So, hey, hope you're doing well. Uh, I've got a question to ask you. Would you be willing to do a reference for us? We have a prospect in the financial services industry who's interested in buying our product. They'd like to talk to another customer. Would you be willing to speak to them? So it seems pretty, like it seems pretty, you know, harmless, right? You're not, you're you're asking them. You're not saying, you know, you're not begging them. You're asking them, but it's really all about who in this case, Bobby. Who is this all about? Well, it's, it's all about me. It's all about of course. me. Yeah. <laughs> and and like it. I mean, again, I've been. I am 100% guilty of asking for it this way. Uh, of making it way more about me than of why it's would be interesting to them and giving a little bit more color and context about um, about what it, what it is I'm asking for. So I say the first tip here, be natural about it. It's only awkward if you make it that way because sometimes these are awkward, right? You, you're asking them to carve out 30 minutes or an hour of their time to talk to a new prospective customer about how great your products are. That, 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 there, that can be an awkward conversation. The way, I, the way it tends to work better for me is say, when I'm reaching out to the, to the existing customer, the referral or reference customer, I'll say, look, we have a prospect um, with this scenario that we're running. They're, they're looking at evaluating us on this product. They're running a sophisticated evaluation, much like you guys ran. They, they got similar challenges to you. They've got a complex environment. So they're in a high growth or high acquisition rate today. 
do you have any interest in talking to them? I, I totally appreciate that you're busy. You're going through these acquisitions. If it's not the right time, I understand. But I thought there were a lot of similarities, and I thought it would be an interesting conversation. I've, I've literally never had a no to that approach to it. I think it's a far more interesting way to your to your referral um, candidates to introduce it that way versus just a straight making it all about me. And if you're not following exactly the difference between this first paragraph and the second, what, what really changes is the focus on the person that you're asking to help you. You're, you're using positive words about their sophisticated nature and what they did and the good campaign that they ran themselves. But you're also talking about the similar challenges and you're putting it more in their court, not just saying, I need this, will you do this for me? Which is more what the first one sounded like. Another thing that I know that we've both done is not wait until we needed this referral to start talking about referrals, right? Yeah. I would say early on in even a sales campaign, maybe not too early in the campaign itself, but I would I have known myself to around the negotiation time frame be asking like if this works out, will you would you be willing to participate in future customer to customer calls? Um, if I have a customer to customer call for a prospect and they appreciated that, I will start laying the groundwork because you appreciated that. I will appreciate it if you do this in the future, if we get to win, you know, don't wait until three months after the deployment and you haven't followed back up with them, but you've cashed your commission check to have something fall in your lap and you need them and then start sending those blank drawn out emails about what you need. It won't go over very well for sure. Agreed. So here's a great way to ask that. So instead of the way that was all about, all about me and my things, how about something like this? Hey, hope you're doing well. Are you interested in speaking with the VP of marketing for Acme Company? Prior to joining Acme, Alice was the CMO for a small startup in the financial services industry. Since then, she's moved on to this new role and helps to bring a modern marketing uh, system to a new level. She's evaluating um, Influitive, which is their product in this fake scenario, and wants to hear how you've increased engagement with your advocate program. I thought you also might get a lot of. Uh, I thought you also might get a lot out of speaking with her. So again, it, you're you're making it more about the relationship. You're making it more about um, the value they've gotten out of your application, um, and it's more of a kind of a bi-directional uh, conversation as opposed to, uh, hey, can you just do this quick favor for me? I like the piece where they're going to get something out of it at the end. Um, I, I think we all have a network. We all want to grow our network. It's only going to benefit uh, any role to have peers that do their same similar job in other companies, competitors or, or non-competitors, uh, especially in markets that they might not have relationships in today. So uh, easy, feed some of that content or some of that benefit to the prospect or the customer you're trying to get to do you a favor. Uh, they will probably benefit from that and be more interested in having that conversation. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, a lot of times for them, it's about expanding their network. Uh, it's about special treatment. There have been a number of customers I've done business with that end up getting on stage and speaking on behalf of, um, as a customer in front of multiple, you know, large group, hundreds of prospective customers. Um, with that comes nice trips. Um, um, so that there's some special treatment out of these reference and referral programs too. And, and always, I think, and you got to be careful with this too. You don't want to be seen as like incentivizing them or whatever, but it, it's always worth giving them some sort of thank you or a small gift if that's warranted as well. 
I don't mind one bit or just sending the handwritten note too, right? I mean, that's a great starting place to say thank you. We talked about it in other episodes. It's such a simple task, but relates and resonates with people. Um, long history and Sheree, if you're listening, you'll remember. Um, she sent me a note one time after a sales campaign, and I still buy that same stationery today because it just has our names on the top of it. It impacted me that she took time to write a note, and I still send a lot of handwritten notes on that same stationery. It's it's a cheap, cheap, cheap ask uh, to do when someone does such a big favor. And it can be a small gift as well, whether it's a Starbucks gift card, it's a cup of coffee next time you see them, whatever that might be, uh, it's easy to follow up and, and give them a thank you that's not exuberant right not 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 inappropriate we'll call it in nature yeah yep and follow up with them if that customer buys it's rewarding you know they they know how hard that you know they were involved in the sales process most likely whenever you uh, sold them as a customer so they know how much time and effort you put into it so if a conversation they had with a prospective customer turned it into an to a customer you know give them a shout thank them they were part of that pursuit team for you in a lot of ways so don't overuse them either. I think I think what I see quite often is that one customer who probably likes the special treatment, who likes the thank yous, who might like those gifts, get get overused because it's easy to continue to call that same one back over and over again and use them because they, they probably are a forward thinker. They're probably an early adopter and they get pummeled. They're going to get worn out by it. 30 minutes doesn't seem like a whole lot of time but we all know how hard it is to carve out 30 minutes to get something done and to stay focused on it and to, to do that 10 or 15 times with a customer that really starts to add up so we have a few rules that we live by so never more than once a month would be probably the first rule that brian and i would both agree on that you shouldn't use it more than once a month yeah agreed and ideally a customer reference team manages this uh, not, i know not all companies have this but um, ideally, you've got some sort of program in place for the company you work for that's managing the cadence or frequency that you're engaging these customers. They're probably using some sort of customer reference management software out there for a reason. Um, another rule is if, if you're not managing this type of stuff internally, you should be managing yourself. Have a list of customers that you've sold. What value have they achieved out of the product? We talked about this in our Challenger Cell series. Know who your customers are, what value they've achieved, what products they bought, what case studies have been done. You need to have something built, whether it's a Google Sheet, Excel spreadsheet, whether you're using something like Trello, have something that you're using to manage this data because if uh, it, it, it goes with you um, and it will be lost over, over a period of time if you're not keeping up with it in some form or fashion. And when we first got asked this question, the, 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 the listener that asked us about this was really how do I go about doing it? And I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I think you have to set it up very early in the process that you are interested in using that referral or using them for a referral. Um, it doesn't have to be an ask where you start the process right the day they sign and say, where are you willing to take a few phone calls now? But it's something that when you're in the negotiation phase or you are close, you can test the waters to see how open they would be to the process. They probably want to wait till it gets deployed and they start really realizing some of that value. But if you're 90 days into the deployment and they are realizing some of that value and you're validating the value you told them that you were going to get them in the sales process, you might ask them, are you ready or would you be willing to talk to one of my other prospects who's in a similar blah, blah, blah. The, the thing that Brian said was a good example. We, want, we need them to be thinking about it before we have that need because it's so much easier to ask if they're ready and willing before you have that need. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I, I approach it similarly, Bobby. I, I don't, I don't, it's not necessarily something I introduce early in the sales process, but certainly late stage after they've spoken to a, one or two or three references. And we're kind of at that dot in line and they've got, you know, we're about to sign and they've got that one more request, right? Like if you could just do this one more thing, I promise we'll sign with you in exchange for that one more thing. It's typically going to be, hey, look, I'd, I'd love for you to commit to when we get you live and successful. I'd love for you to commit to uh, talking to uh, my future prospects. And it's like it. It's always a yes. It's always a yes. All right. Here's the uncomfortable one. Here's the challenging one. What happens, Bobby, when a rep asks you for a rep, let's say your uh, Cherie was your active customer, and man, you've nurtured this relationship over the past decade. And Joe Shimo, the new rep who's not qualified his deal, rings you up and says, "Man, I would love an oil and gas reference, Bobby. Can you hook me up?" Yeah, I'm going to challenge that rep. No pun. Well, we'll call it pun intended from the challenger cell, and and seek to understand really what the goals are of that conversation. You know. Not, not too rarely is that just an average rep trying to get someone else to do their work for them. And if, if they ask me to make a, make a connection with Cherie so that they can talk to her and introduce their customer or prospect, um, I'm going to have a hard time letting that go and not be involved in that conversation. So I'm going to micromanage the effort, the conversation, the connection, and make sure if I'm, if I'm fearful or if I have doubts what's going to happen, Cherie's going to be fully aware of those doubts before, and I'm going to give her every opportunity to out, get herself out of that, that predicament or that conversation, um, maybe to the point where she never even hears about it. But if they can solidify a story and a real reason that they've actually read my case study or my win wire on what the win was and what the differentiators were and how they relate to their, their certain circumstance, then I'll know they've put in enough effort and initiative to it that it's probably worth doing it, and it won't come off uh, ill-willed to Cherie. I think the one that I see quite often is the rep who probably hasn't followed a process, maybe probably hasn't followed a methodology, and says, I, big blast email to all sales in North America. (laughs) I am looking for a sports team who has used product X, Y, and Z, and has received some return on investment and would be willing to speak to my customer. Like, that one is probably not the email that I'm going to be following up with. Yeah, It's the worst. That defines average, doesn't it? It really does. It's uh, it's a shotgun approach, just spraying and praying. I'm going to throw this out there and see if I can get to respond to it. Contrast that with the rep that says, Bobby, I saw this uh, summary that you did on the wind report. They fall into this industry. They had these types of pains and challenges. I've got this type of personality that I'm working with on a deal. Here's where I'm at in the sales process. Here's what they've seen so far. Uh, it would mean a lot if I could get this persona, who, by the way, is a great person to talk to, to talk to when, to somebody at that customer you signed. You think that we can make that introduction? Yeah, that's such a different approach, isn't it? No doubt. Yeah, that's, that's what we call above average. Above right? average. So, uh, average is the enemy. So with that, Bobby, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you very much for this question. This was a frequent listener who's got some good dialogue with us. So thanks for sending that through to us. If you or anyone else has any more suggestions they have for an episode, like Bobby said, when we kick this off, we'd love to get them. Send it to us at info at bobbyandbrian.com or just reach out to us on LinkedIn. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sales. <laughs> <laughs>